Hey, how's it going? My name is Sina Palavon. This is the Talk Too Much podcast, episode number 28. I don't know how I made it this far, but here we are. This week, I'm joined by my friend, Zach Kerber. Zach is the CEO and founder of the marketing agency, Advent. Um, Advent is a marketing agency that's an all-around agency, but it loves to focus on SEO. Uh, Zach's primarily built this agency off his SEO-based relationships, but he runs PPC ads, Facebook ads, you name it. Uh, The reason I really wanted Zach on is because, you know, I did this myself and I've went through the trials and tribulations of starting your own marketing agency. I've worked with a marketing agency and it, it, it's hard. You need to have disciplined people. You need to have people that are on their shit. You need to be able to get the go- the ball going and you need to be able to maneuver. And there's just so many things that a lot of people want to start their own marketing agencies, things like that. But there's so many things that you need to understand and you need to know it's not just all about the money. Don't just go heads first into it. You know, there's a, it's, it's like an art form and Zach, in my opinion, you know, out of anybody I know my age, Zach actually started a successful marketing agency and leveraged his connections and leveraged the variables around him to create something special. And I think to get a marketing agency on its feet, you need conviction, you need knowledge of the game, you need to be able to provide results. And you know, you need to be able to weather the storm, as I said, and Zach's story is an example of that. Um, when you listen to, you know, how he performed and excelled wherever he was, you know, it's not a surprise that he is where he is. And the big thing I want everybody to take away from this episode is when you start your own agency, there's a, a, a process you need to aim for. And that's building an automated system to leverage your time and let you slowly take one foot away from the business and focus that time on something more efficient, something that can generate more money. And that's the key to growing a business that I think a lot of young business owners don't think of. And Zach's story, Zach's funnel, and Zach's agency um, are gonna show you guys how to start a successful marketing agency in your early 20s. See you guys in the episode. It's just like, when I was starting out, I made the decision. I was like, I only have so many hours in a day, right? Especially when you're starting out. Were you alone? Yeah. You were alone? For a year. What? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Whoa, you were alone? Yeah. What made you start? Like, what made you quit Red Bull and get start alone? Uh, Let me take this bandana off, bro. <laughs> like, oh, God, that's not ideal. What made you quit? No, for real. Um, So, like... I was speaking to the mic, by the way, my bad. So like when I was starting out, I was with Red Bull, right? Like I was like, I was deep in it. I was drinking the Kool-Aid. Like I was like a lifer. I was about to be a lifer. You were an executive. No, not not that close. But like I was a part of this um, group where it's like they basically have like 10 of us for all the colleges in the U.S. And they basically use us to bounce ideas off of. So we're like a. We're like an elite group. How old were you? You were in Kasich at the time. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I was like... We were in our fraternity days at yeah. the time this was going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Go yeah. on. Go ahead. Damn. I was like 20, 19, 20, 21 that time. Okay. And um, I was I was working my ass off just doing like... like a, a foot away, yeah. yeah go yeah. ahead. So I was like working my ass off doing all these crazy things like we have to do so much stuff on campus that's like behind the scenes like i saw the reps on campus yeah so i was i would have like we'd have the girls come in and sample things we'd run these like crazy marketing hacks in the classrooms where like i would velcro i would spend a whole night inside of a a lecture hall velcroing red bulls to the bottom of desks and then i would write a time on there and the whole class would crack it at the same time just make this huge sound was it like but like marketing stuff like that that's just like really really like kind of out of the box. Like I came up with this idea that, um, cause like parking tickets are a big thing at, you know, oh, they loved you. Yeah. They loved you. (laughs) Like you're coming up with these ideas. Go ahead. Yeah. So like we would, I came up with this idea and there's like a form that we talked to all the other college reps on and it was like the parking ticket hack. So we would put up, we would make a parking ticket looking thing, put them on these windows. Right. And it would say parking ticket on it. I would have been so mad. Yeah. So you're walking up to your car. It's not funny. (laughs) Walking up to your car, you're pissed, right? Yeah. You're like, damn it. I don't know why I have this parking ticket. You open it and it's like a free, free Red Bull four pack at the student store or something like that. That So that's really dope. Marketing. You're playing with people's emotions there though. Yeah. 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 Experience is gone. And and they remember it. Yeah. And then they remember the brand because that, and they go get the brand. But 
So doing stuff like that is what kind of made me stand out. And then this internship opportunity came up after the rep thing. So like while I was doing the rep thing, so only college students that you didn't have to be a rep, uh, anybody could apply. They had 3,600 applicants go into this. There's 10 spots. So you like, really wanted this shit, dude. Damn, I what? wanted it. No, you deserve this. Yeah. Now I get it. Now yeah. two plus two equals four. I get it now. Yeah, yeah you deserve this. Go I ahead. mean, like it was, it was like the dream job. Like they're flying you across the country to go snowboarding on a on a retreat and like just brainstorm ideas. Like it's the best job ever. Like you're getting to hang out with pro athletes. You're going to like learn to snowboard from a pro Red Bull athlete, like stuff like that. So like, you're like in it, like you're drinking the Kool-Aid, you think you're the coolest company ever. And the internship opportunity comes up and I'm like, I'm doing this. Like I want this opportunity, you know? And, um, so I apply, I like design my full resume. Like I Photoshopped it. To look same, like a, same. So thank you. Look thank like a can of oh, Red Bull. Oh, really? And like all of my like, dude, you deserve this job. All yeah. of my like uh, stuff on it was like, like the ingredients and stuff was like my actual resume stuff. Oh my god! All right, and, I give you um, props for that. Yeah. So I was like, you have to think outside the box. Like I was in this like, I have to stand out because there's so many applicants and so few spots, and they move you out to Santa Monica for the whole summer, and you're working at headquarters. Did you reach summer. out to anybody when you applied, or you just sent it in and it? Uh, like I already had my like person that overseed me, oversaw me, uh, as a rep. But after that, like, okay, I didn't have any connections at HQ. I had none. So I did my best, like sent my stuff in. They send you a video interview. That's crazy. And like, they like give you like a question pops up on the screen. They're like, okay, you have 30 seconds. You get one chance to answer this. And then it goes and you have to try to stand out in both the resume and that video interview to get your case study and then they bring you to uh, Santa Monica and you you killed it so like 36 hours before uh, you actually like present 36 hours they send you a case study and they're like I think ours was like what is the consumer in 2025 going to look like and how are we going to market to them how are we going to get a hold of Uh, what did you say to that let's I'm interested in that so mine was like so they give it to you 36 hours in advance and you have to like dial that puppy in because you're 36 hours from then you're going to be traveling to LA. You're going to be going out to dinner and then they're going to take you out to party. It's part of the company. Right. And that next morning early, you're going to present to it in front of your competition and in front of executives that are going to try to poke holes. In you it. did this. Yeah. 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 That's dope. Go on. So that's a good experience. But we were talking about off camera. Yeah, yeah. So my, um, my idea is like, I was like thinking outside the box again, right? Like how can I make this Prezzo like the craziest thing, but like still ground it. And I came up with this full VR situation. Like I went heavy in VR. I was like 2025, like you're not going to be going to the grocery store. You're just going to go to your living room, put on your VR headset, you were right. walk, through the, yeah. walk through the aisles and that's how you're going to do it. So I came up with these like end cap kind of designs where it was like a full immersive VR experience with like where'd you create a Photoshop? It was more of like a like these are slides, and I I basically was talking. Oh, okay, it, like, like a presentation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I, there was some data to back it up to like how many VR headsets are in U.S. households now versus how many are projected to be in 2020. Oh, you found one of those. Yeah, you found yeah, one yeah. of those stats. I forgot <laughs> I forgot the exact numbers of everything, but um, yeah. So that was my presentation, and I like I gave it, and you watch everybody else's right. So like, did I, you think to yourself, ah, he's better than me? Ah, he's, be-, or did you like, oh, I got this. I, I felt really confident, but like at the end of the day, like there was a couple of people that were in that interview that had ends at headquarters that were student reps in LA at the HQ But there were office. 10 spots, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. But like, so the 10 spots were divided. So there was only one marketing. There was one like oh, I get you now. finance. I get you now. There was yeah. one. So the 10, they basically bring 10 people in to do that for each of the positions. So I was going up against like 10 people for the marketing spot and we were going to manage like the whole Western business unit of Red Bull's marketing. So, and you came out on top. Yeah, dude. And they called me out. I, I was in at the day of no, no, no. Oh, okay. So like you, you give the presentation, uh, and that this is for the internship and that's pretty much the extent of it, right? Like they're like, okay, thanks. We're going to call you guys in a couple weeks. Like the hiring manager has to decide what to do. Um, and then like I got it, moved out there, 
that summer. Where'd you move? Where is this again? Santa Monica. Santa Monica. Dude, that's, that's how summer. you. That's how you ended up in Cali. Um, no, so I'm I'm originally from San Diego. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, but I, Santa Monica, dude, I fucking loved it. Like I, I would move back to Santa Monica in a heartbeat. I said this. I don't know if this is similar. Santa Barbara is where I spent like um like a month or two when I was younger. Is it? I don't. It's not near Santa Monica, but like those like is Santa mm. Monica like a college town or no? No, not it's, really. It's like a, it's like a beach town. That's what LA. Santa Barbara is. Yeah, yeah, it was a small beach town. It was a college town, but it was a small beach town. I really like enjoyed the vibe there. I thought to myself, if it wasn't for what we were saying, those fucking taxes and yeah. California is honestly like becoming a horrid place to live. Yeah. It's, it's no hard. offense, no offense. No, it's hard. Like I, I, I don't want to be there for that reason. And it's not even, it's like everything isn't, are gyms still open? Are, are gyms closed at you where you're at? Uh, I know you're working out, right? Yeah, you can find some that are. That are like legally doing yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that are, they call themselves wellness centers. Oh, okay. Yeah. And one more thing. The taxes are high there. That's why people are moving to Texas and shit yeah. like that. Right? Yeah. Like I, I was talking to my CPA and he was like, whatever you do, like at all costs. What's a CPA? Uh, certified public no, accountant. No, yeah, 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 I know that. Go on. So uh, he was like, whatever you do at all costs, do not spend more than six months there this year. He's like, if you can spend at least six months in Arizona, we can make it so you're an Arizona resident. And then there's no going to be – like if you get audited, it could get messy. If, so is that what made you move to Arizona originally? No, it's not like the main reason, but it's very – very appealing. It just had, it was a yeah, yeah. convenient, like, you know, yeah. two, killing two birds with one stone. To be honest, like Vegas is the number one place to get around taxes, uh, like out of the, the Southwest, the U S but Arizona is not, not bad. I feel like my problem with Vegas is this and correct me if I'm wrong. Um, not, not, I just feel like the culture here is I'm used to the culture here, yeah. but the culture here could be stronger. <laughs> That's all I'm going to yeah. say. I'm just used to it. But I feel like it's crazy because I have so many friends that have gone to like Wisconsin or like other like not Wisconsin, but like certain like Mil not Milwaukee, certain like small towns in the Midwest or you know, right over there. And he said the people there are so genuine. The culture is so much different here. I love the low prices. Everything's open late. But to be honest with you, I don't go out ever. I don't. I'm always just like doing my own thing. So one thing I realized is I do think Vegas is going to be the the Mecca, I guess on the west coast like the the new york of i think it'll surpass la mm -hmm. eventually not yet when the raiders get here and you know the nba teams supposedly i do think la is still the the kingpin but i my problem is i'm i'm kind of looking for like people laugh at me but i want a ranch in texas i think yeah. that would be so uh, just a yeah. peaceful ranch just to kick it to enjoy nature yeah you know uh, honestly like when i left vegas like, cause I lived here for what, like five years. Or yeah, you went to college here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I thought I would miss it. Like, I thought I would really, really. Yeah. Did like, you? Miss how it. How was it? Cause actually, go, we're gonna go ahead and get you started. Give us an introduction. Sorry to interrupt you, and it's just gonna tie into this. How did it? Cause you were deep in the fraternity scene. Like you were involved. Like you were like just like me for my fraternity. Like we were going out and stuff mm -hmm. with our friends. Like, how did you handle that move to California? Like, did you kind of like split apart? Like just change lives kind of how was that for you kind of like i did it right at the beginning of covid too so it was like everything was shut down anyway so it wasn't like uh i was missing out on like things right away i moved and i was like thinking i was gonna miss vegas like going out because i was going i went through a, a really big going out phase with red bull like I, that was part of my job like to go out build those relationships on the strip be seen in certain accounts, be seen and, and build those relationships with like club managers, whatever, um, do activations inside them. And I was loving it. Right. Like I was 21. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I could, so, you could put, paint a nice picture for me. Yeah. 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 So, uh, I didn't actually like move right away after I graduated. I was here for like two years after I graduated. So, you know how, like once you graduate, everyone's kind of already, either calming down or like kind of going separate ways or like there's very different paths in life already. And like I had my core group by then. So like I haven't lost touch with my core group that I'm still friends with. So the group I used to go to your house at Zach. Yeah. Yeah. Zach yeah. Them? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Franco and everyone. <laughs> I love Zach. You yeah. know, I, I, I yell at him all the time. <laughs> no, I was going to ask you. So when you made that move, is that when you started Advent? No, you started Advent before. No. So I started Advent here. Yeah, tell me about how you started Advent and how you, like, your whole mindset about that, if you don't mind. Yeah, so uh, this kind of goes back to the internship thing, right? So, like, I got the internship. I killed it. I networked a ton. By then, like, I had a lot of connections. After the internship, I had a lot of connections at the headquarters. And 
when I was graduating, there's a Red Bull grad program and you can apply for the Red Bull grad program. So like Bro, Red Bull a, takes care of its employees. It has a pipeline that they try to yeah. like, they try to find you young, find a players and bring you up, like drink the Kool-Aid, right? Like, yeah, yeah. like it's, it's really, really fun when you're a part of it. Like your life is them. Like my, I still have really, really close friends that I've met through Red Bull that I'll be friends with forever. Like they're family. Like they build a family. Yeah, Red Bull is a big part of your life. Yeah, huge. I huge. feel like it established your work ethic. Not saying you you didn't have work ethic before, but it gave you a taste of what it's like to like network and stuff like that. Yeah, the the business side. Yeah. Like I've always been like a a workaholic yeah. kind of deal. Like even in high school, I was, I was like ASB president and yearbook editor at the same time, like trying to do that kind okay, of thing. Yeah, so yeah. like I've always kind of had it that style. But like I started over obviously when I came out here, and then I started over when I started with Red Bull. So. I got the internship. That was huge for me. I came back here. I continued killing it as a rep till I was graduating. And then they had a grad position, same deal, internship, same style. It's a little bit more intense for the grad position. Like not only do you do a case study, uh, but you do like an escape room after and they're like watching you and how you interact with the other Can I people. I ask you what is the correlation between the performance of your job and an escape room? It's like team, team uh, oh, problem okay. solving. Like there's a lot that they can yeah. get out of it kind okay. of thing. And it's, it's fun too. Like yeah, it's I, not I was like, confused on that, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Um, it's like, you don't realize it until like you're looking around the room and you're like, okay, they're watching this. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like a, like, what do you, do you have to like get out the room to like for them to be happy for a job or what? You have to solve it. So like our group was like one of the, like the group I was in was one of the only ones to actually solve the escape room. Oh really? Yeah. So it was cool. Um, but so I, I, I got into the grad position, right. And I kind of had this period of time where I was like, okay, and now what do I do? Because I graduated, I got into the grad position for Vegas, which was the market that I wanted. And there was like a really big six month gap there be between like when I graduated and when the grad position like started. That's kind of what I'm in right now. It's like Go a ahead. six to eight month gap. Yeah. So I was like, what am I going to do? Like, I'm not going to, I can't sit around for six to eight months. Like I just can't, Yeah. you know? Like on top of that, I got bills to pay, right? Yeah. So that's where I started like side hustling, right? And I kind of was like, I like doing video stuff. I like doing photos. Originally, Advent started out was like, I'm going to do your social media. I'm a social media marketing agency. Like that's all I want to do. And I'll like shoot your content. I'll edit it. I'll post it, yada, 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 grow the following. So that's how it originally started out. And I just kind of, it kind of grew into something I wasn't expecting. It grew, Red Bull, uh, it grew into be like this big thing that I was like, I had some clients, I got connected through a Red Bull connection to this discovery channel guy that had a show, uh, that put me on a decent retainer where I was like, holy crap, like this is something that's real, you know, like we were growing his YouTube channel from nothing. And try how, to get man, it. ask you how, God damn it, you could gr help me grow mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, but that's dope. Go on. Yeah, so like started with him and, and just basically like made sure that I was going to be motivated at the time. Like the price had to be like a certain level, right, for me to want to do this. And it was like, it was a deal that should have been full time work, but I was able to really like time manage out like the talent. Keep going. I'm just going to check to see these two. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was going to really like try to figure out like, okay, how can I get the talent to be focused enough where we're not doing a, a five day shoot, we can knock it out in one day a week. So we were, pu we were pushing out like a YouTube video a week for a year and for we, him? yeah, yeah. And that had to have been good money. Cause that's a lot of time. It's a lot. And it was video and it was yeah. on site and it was travel. Did you charge him for all that? Did you include all that? In the it was a retainer. So oh. it was flat. Okay. So it was, it at that point it was about how efficient can I be? Oh, okay. Because it's like, I know I need to get four videos out a month and I know I'm going to make this much. So how efficient can I make that happen where I can bring on other clients as well and not make this my full-time deal? Oh, so that's what started. So let me ask you this. So when you were in that process, did this client, cause a lot of marketers, like your clients have expectations on you. Did this client have like, what was, what were these, what did these videos entail? They were like just to market his business or like, they were just YouTube. Like he, okay. he had a TV How show on discovery channel. So, I mean, it, it depended on the content. Some videos were 
10 minutes long. Some videos were 30 minutes long, you know, like it really depended on the content and what we were shooting. But he, he was like, he's like builds cars and stuff like that. So were you doing this alone? Yeah, I was hundred percent alone. So I was doing his deal. Um, and we grew like I, him and I grew that channel to from zero subscribers to a hundred thousand in 12 months. Okay, we're gonna talk off. Yeah, we're gonna have to talk off camera. No, 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 no. no. We're gonna have to talk off camera. Go on, go on. He that's crazy. He had an existing audience, right? But um, I was able to like SEO of a YouTube channel. Yeah, that's how I originally like started really getting into SEO. Right, was SEOing those videos to get views and get subscribers. Because we're gonna have to talk about this. Yeah, the more that they could get, the more success it looked like I had. Right, Um, so. That was the biggest, like that was my first big client, bigger client. And they took up, I still work with, to, with them to this day. And how long have you been running Advent? Uh, so Advent start, I got a DBA Damn. for Advent that year. What's that mean? It's doing business as. Oh, okay. So it's not technically like an LLC, but you can then have a business, a bank account where people can make checks out to Advent because I needed to seem like I wasn't a one man band kind of deal. Um, so I got a DBA as Advent, it's like 12 bucks took like 10 minutes to get down at the, like the, the county office God or damn, something. I paid like 600 for legal zoom. Yeah. Go well, ahead. Well, that's LCC probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it is. Or but, LLC. Uh, yeah. LLC. Yeah. So which I have now, but at the time I was just like, you just needed to get, I thought it was going to be an eight month, like passion, like just venture. Yeah. yeah we're just, just like you this. were saying where you didn't expect it to go off. And when yeah. you don't expect something, it might happen for you. Like yeah. you were saying towards me. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Um, you are, you were telling me too off camera that you love SEO and you primarily start off as an SEO based relationship. And mm-hmm. it kind of opened my eyes as, wow, there's a lot of reasons. Cause I've just been on the back end as to why that's a much more efficient model in my opinion now than opening up. Like, unless you are the humdooly law of ads and you can get five row ass on anything that comes your way. Like if you're this God marketer, sure. But I really like your, I want you to explain to, cause I have a lot of marketers that watch this, why you took this route and I personally will say this, I failed in my ventures early on because I didn't take this route. Why did you, what made you realize SEO was a great starting point and email marketing too, because you talked about that. Yeah. So, I mean, I was doing like, I kind of think what every digital marketer does in the beginning, like a shooting video. I was posting for people. I was like, if they had money and they said, Hey, can you do this for me? I would say yes. Almost every, every time. And I would work my ass off to figure out how to do it right on the back end. If I had to hire somebody, I would go hire an expert, watch how they did it. Like make sure when I hired them on Upwork. You're like absorbing the, what yeah, they do. Yeah, like have a full process of like how they built it out so I could reverse engineer it, right? So like you're almost paying for a mini course, but you're just paying an expert who has a million reviews of really satisfied And people. you'd make him work with you so you could watch him or like how'd you? Not work with me, but like they would, I would have like certain procedures where they had to document like certain things that they did in the contract. So if they wanted to get paid out and have a five-star review at the end of the contract, they knew that they had to kind of document certain things. You're very punctual. Go ahead. That's big too. Go on. So, um, in the beginning I was doing everything right. And I was running into problems with the, like, especially PPC. And we talked about this. It's like, I can be the best PPC manager for you, but if your customer service sucks, if your website doesn't convert, um, if your product just like, isn't good, isn't good. It has bad reviews somewhere. It's overpriced. You're like, not doing your job of, of running the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That those are all things that you're going to, at the end of the day, turn around and point the finger at me. But I'm like, I can show you certain numbers. Like I had a client, um, and I showed them, I was like, look, we drove a thousand people trying, like they went to the cart to check out. And the site was broken and they didn't check out and it looked bad on me. And I was like, look, we're driving people. You need to talk to your developer, figure this out. And like at the end of the day with PPC, a lot of people will just point the finger back at the person running the ads because in their mind, ads are these magical things that They're automatically generate you money. Yeah. It's, it's magic. It's like the big thing right now. It's hyped up. It's overhyped in my opinion. Um, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. The, the, there's just endless benefits to SEO. Whereas like it's organic traffic, right? The higher conversion rate on organic traffic. Um, do you feel confident? Let me ask you this. Do you feel confident, um, with your SEO abilities for your client? Do you feel like if 
because we talked about how it's an art and it's it's a process. Do you feel confident that no matter the client, you can build, you can give them good SEO over time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. We well, when you become a client with us, as of today, you fill out a ten page like a ten question questionnaire, right? Oh, okay. So, in order to get a consultation call with us, you have to fill out that questionnaire. Once you fill out that questionnaire, we can then look at the business. We'll have the URL by then. We can run some reports and look at the competition in the market, right? Um, on our first consultation call, we're going to really like dive into, okay, like what is the business about? Like, tell us about it. What have you guys tried? What's, where have you seen success? Where are you struggling? Where are you at now? And where do you want to go? If I can then kind of like assess, okay, well, to really get where you need to go with SEO, like you're going to have to be on a hundred pages of the first page. And if you're just an e-com guy that started a Shopify store, cause you watched some YouTube videos, it's not realistic. Like it's all about setting the realistic expectations. So, so you think that it would, it would be hard. It, is it's not possible for an e-com guy in that situation who wanted to do that? There is, but like you have to take into account your, you're investing up front for probably a page one ranking on a major page in six months if the SEO campaign is on point, right? And most people can't invest thousands. Like they start the e-com store, they start the Shopify store, and they need sales tomorrow to... That's the whole thing, what you were saying about ads. Yeah. Why they think it's magical. Like they pay for ads, they expect... Yeah. And it's not their fault. Like they're watching these YouTube videos of these guys that the are gurus, saying, yeah. yeah, they're like, uh, I made a million dollars in, in sales. They're not showing you their profit after ads or after the cost of the product or anything, but they're like, I made a million dollars. And then people in their mind, they're like, oh, a Shopify, like 30 bucks a month. I can make a million dollars. And then they're like, okay, well, ads aren't that, aren't working out that great. Let me go after SEO. And we're not the type of SEO agency to just bring anybody on. Right. Like unless we can comfortably give you the guidelines of like what to expect, we're not going to bring you on. Like, so explain that, because I think that's that's what you are. What you're talking about might be the difference between might be the biggest problem. Young marketers who want to do what you're doing face is when they onboard a client. I think that, that conversation about expectations is huge. Mm-hmm. So what do you mean when you say set a, a realistic SEO expectations like so like or for, comfortably or tell what expand yeah. on what you just said so for example like if you're a um a plumber in vegas right and you're getting zero organic traffic right now like you're just not on google like your site was built like you built it to just look like you're legit like there's not a whole lot behind it like not a whole lot of history anything like that you're primarily working off referral based businesses and like oh like Jane down the street told Bill, her neighbor, about you. That's a lot of businesses. Yeah. You'd be surprised, actually. No, yeah. it is. It, yeah. it really is. So if if you were coming to me and you were that plumber, right, I'm going to say, okay, well, like, you're here and you want to go here. I'm going to say, how much traffic do you need to really, like, make, like, your goals come true for the next 12 months? Like, let's let's think about 12 months down the line, not one month. So you're setting KPIs, like, off the, like... Like yeah, the, not KPIs, somewhat. but different types. Yeah. Yeah. So like we can then say, okay, well, if you really need a thousand visitors a month, we can then look at some competitors. We can look at other keywords and we can say, okay, if we get on the first page for these keywords, we know that we can get a certain percentage roughly of the traffic. Nothing is exact with SEO. So there's no like specific, like we can get you here guaranteed. Yes. Like SEO, Google controls it. The algorithm is unknown to even Google employees. So for anybody that's And it's like, gotten so powerful they lost like they just let it develop at this point, right? Yeah. I mean, there's still updates coming out. Yeah. There's some new ones that we're kind of watching for right now. But like letting them know one, it's not a, a one month thing. Let's let's look at six months. Usually people are pretty educated about that that are going into SEO. And then two, like some people will say, okay, well, I got 100 visitors this organically as of today. I want 20,000 by the end of the six months. And it's just not realistic. Like, there's not enough. You've had clients, like, say, act cocky like that? Well, yeah, they just don't know, right? Like, they think that there's unlimited traffic out there, but there isn't. It's like with Google, there's specific people. And the reason Google is so valuable is because they're they're really hot traffic. Like, 
you woke up this morning saying, holy crap, I need to get a plumber out here ASAP. You're not scrolling through Facebook like, yeah, and a plumber's pushing you And Google stuff. knew that you woke up feeling like that. They yeah. have that ready for you when you open up for some reason. I don't yeah. know how. You physically like woke up, went and got your phone and typed it in and you're looking. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a totally different type of traffic. So for that reason, there's only so many people on an average monthly basis that are searching that stuff. And we look at the averages, right? Like there's a thousand people a month that search for a 24 hour plumber Las Vegas. Um, and then we can kind of dial that in and say, okay, well, we, we know that this word's pretty competitive. We need to do this amount of deliverables for you to get you there. Uh, over the course of six months, you should expect this between month three and six. Uh, but again, it's not an exact science. So it's SEO in the way is hard to sell, but once you get them in, it's like a dream come true for most people. Cause they're, they're usually doing PPC and then. SEO, like PPC costs are always going to be going up. Not only that, you said it best when we first got up, got together, you said that that means they're also in it for the long haul. Yeah. They're, they're investing into their business for a long time to come, like years to come because the cool part about SEO is it's going to produce a better ROI than any PPC ads that you can do, whether it's Google, Facebook, YouTube, I don't care. SEO can be that thing that really takes your business to the next level because like you can pay-per-click $10 or $8 a click, right? But if you have SEO, you're going to get that click. Regardless. Re Without one, paying. One, it's it's not going to cost you per click, right? Two, that click is going to mean a lot more because you're there organically. Like Google puts you on the first page organically. You automatically, like There's intention behind that. It's not, yeah. Google didn't throw that in their face and they didn't click it out of reluctancy. They clicked it yeah. for, with intention. Yeah, and a consumer will automatically trust you. If you're, yes. if you're not an ad and you're on the, yeah, like, that is so true yeah, on so, the first two, three pages, let alone the first. Yeah. Conversion rates are through the roof. Um, 70% of people just scroll through the first, like they don't even look at the Google ads at the top. So let me ask you this. Uh, when you onboard a client, I always thought that was one of the most daunting things was talking about getting their website on the first page. Do you feel like any client that comes your way, you can get it close to that region? And if you can, can you explain to, you know, my audience, my my marketers, what are some SEO strategies to get your page, your website ranking higher? Yeah. So we are at the point now where we're really confident. Um, we kind of have a system in place where we can look at a keyword. We have like so many softwares, right? Like SEM rush. I think all people trying to do SEO need that. I agree that so is, much. That yeah. is a key tool. So you can look at that keyword difficulty. You can look at kind of the history of the, their top competitors that are dominating and in the page rankings in their area and you can then reverse engineer it and you're like okay well to outwork them to take that spot on the first page because there's only so many, yeah. so many there you got to kick somebody off yeah right? i agree that's what i'm saying so like <laughs> to to do that we can then say okay well they're doing about this much we need to outwork them and be at a higher quality also than them to take that spot so we're at a point now where we can decide that in the qualification qualification call and if we know that going in and we can kind of estimate a deliverables amount, we can kind of assess whether that business owner is in the right place of their business to go into SEO. Cause not all business owners are like, they're like, I just need quick turnaround cash. No, I agree. We'll, we'll straight up recommend to them. Hey, I think you should really like look into PPC, get that revenue flowing. You'll offer them a PPC. We won't do it for them. Okay. But like our qualification calls are all value. Like, we do, I'll spend like an hour, half hour with a business owner. doesn't matter if they're, if I know that they're, they're not going to qualify with us. Really? Like, we'll still give that value out. I'm like huge on like, so let me ask you about that value based stuff. Me if, too. If but you, you put out value, it'll come back. Me too. But you're a business owner and don't yeah. you, you and I can both agree that your time is mm -hmm. your most important currency. So you will really spend half an hour to a 60 minutes with any, if, if they're like any, like, let's say I wanted to go like for my business, you'll spend 60 minutes with me, even if you know, I'm not going to sign. Oh yeah. Okay. That's true. Why may I ask why? So, um, you'd be surprised what comes out of those. Like we've gotten situations where, okay, maybe this business owner didn't really fit for us. And we didn't even talk about SEO for the most part in this qualification call. The whole reason that we get them to book in that call is we we basically say, Hey, we're going to, we're going to do this, this, and this for you. And, and we're going to run our softwares for your business. 
and we're going to give you some insights and just leave you in a better place than we found you, right? That's the whole goal. And that qualification call is everything because it, it builds trust between me and you. And it kind of like takes you to that next step where like, okay, maybe like they don't just want my money. Like they are coming from a place of delivering value to me. And if they're delivering this value to me and I'm, I'm a nobody that just booked some time on his calendar, then imagine the value I'm going to get when I'm a client with them. Like it's going to be next level. So you also, you earn respect from these people too. Like they like, yeah. Like and it'll come like, we've had it come in where this business owner didn't qualify, but her aunt's a lawyer and her aunt qualified. is, it, yeah, her aunt qualified. And she's like, Hey, I talked to these people. Like you should talk to them. They told me this, this, and this about my competitors and my market. And, um, you should really like hit them up. So you think now that you've reached this point, do you think Advent is what you're sold on? Cause you said you started this off as a side hustle and I know you, you have, you're an investor, you have a lot of ideas in your head. Are you now sold that in your twenties, like going for now, this is what you want to build Advent? Yeah. So I, I basically have like three main projects. Advent is the biggest. I'm in a place where like we have the infrastructure in place where, um, we're ready to scale now. Like uh, the past year has been a lot of scalability issues, figuring it out, standard operating procedures. Like how do we, how do we bring on more clients and ensure quality, all of that kind of stuff. So that was what I worked on a lot this past year. Now we're at the point where like, we are generating so many leads that I'm capped. I can't spend any more on lead gen because our calendars are full. Like I just, like if I spent more on lead gen, it would be a waste because they wouldn't be able to book in any times. Do you spend money on lead gen? Oh yeah. Okay. A lot. Okay. That's our biggest expense. Yeah. So I was going to ask you how, how would you go about what like forms? Is there any specific softwares or do you run ads on your business? We're all ad based. Um, it's, it's a, it's really like a thing that I've been working on for a really long time and, and I've wasted a lot of money doing it, like thousands and thousands. <laughs> on running ads to get clients for your business? Yeah, like mistakes were made, like the calendar. If, if there's one link in your infrastructure that's broken, like that could waste your ad spend completely, right? So I run Facebook ads and Google PPC ads and then we have some organic ads um, leads that come in from our, our rankings that we do. We primarily just focus on lo Las Vegas locally right now. Uh, but yeah, so it's all spend base. We have like a nurture sequence that they go into. Um, and then we try to convert them with email over time. Oh, that's, that's the way that we were talking about how a lot of, you know, consumers really are just, Oh, give me ads, give me ads, give me ads, but they don't realize these the best digital marketers in the world their bread and butter is email marketing the only reason they're that good at facebook ads is because they it's an introduction and they can hit them back with email right. marketing so i was going to ask you um what what do you see in in seo like what about why are you so focused what can you explain to my audience the benefits and why seo could be the best marketing tool there is to generate results over time yeah so like I think we touched on it, right? Like when you're on that first page, credibility, number one, conversion rate's gonna go through the roof. So if they're used to running PPC ads and they get a 2% conversion rate on their site, if they're or there organically, it's gonna be way, way, like maybe 5X what that is because people automatically will trust you. Uh, the other side is you can get somebody onto the first page and they're gonna spend that same amount that monthly amount to continue to get more and more keywords right with you, but their traffic is going to increase exponentially. The more keywords that you get them on and the longer they're there for, the more their traffic's just going to go up, 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 up. And they're paying the same amount. Whereas if they wanted to do PPC in order to get more traffic, you got to spend more money. So if you can find a business owner, that's really like all about the long term and you know that you can get them results, then you're pretty much like, that is basically the route that I found most appealing. Like PPC, it was a lot of turn and burn, um, a lot of factors outside of my control. With, I agree. With SEO, a lot more factors are one, inside my control, two, expectations are set better. It's not so much like PPC in some cases is a gamble, right? Like there's never a guarantee that you're gonna get that money back. Like you can run the ads, 
but until things start to convert, like it's, it's a little nail biter right there. Right. Whereas SEO, you can really target in on people that are in your market that are hot, ready to buy, not just scrolling through, like looking at cat photos on Instagram, right? Like these people are hot, ready to buy. They actually went and searched for something that your client is offering and they're going to the site with a purpose. So just like those things in general, like SEO is endlessly beneficial. Do you write the blogs for your clients? Yeah. So we, uh, we have certain kind of content deliverables is what we call them. So we will write blogs, but we've seen a lot of one blogs should be really, really long for the most part. Like because more words is better for the Google site. Just like more comprehensive, right? So like if Google can find your blog, that's basically a combination of like these other these other sites, five blogs put into one. Obviously, Google wants to send the person to the place where they can get all the information in one source, right? So that's one thing. Uh, like 2,000 words is really like what we're around. And that's a lot of work, right? It's a lot of work. So... Blogs is big, but if you're not going to do them right, like you might be spinning your wheels. Like it has to be quality, long content. We also do guest blogging. So I don't know how familiar you are. What is that? If you can explain what that means, guest blogging. So it's basically, I don't want to get too technical here, but like backlinks, right? So backlinks a way to build SEO for your business. A guest blog is like a super backlink where it's a, it's a blog on an external site with a high domain authority and it links back to, to your site, the client. Yeah. Okay. So the, the full, the blog's not on your site, just mm-hmm. the link to it is. Yeah. The whole idea is like your site right now, we're just starting on, right? And yeah. you're only getting 10 visits a month to it where if I go put a guest blog on that, or if I go put a blog on that, how much of the needle is it really going to move? But if I can put it on a high domain authority site, that one has the high domain authority and two gets thousands of visitors a month, that needle is going to move a lot bigger and a lot faster than if I put it on your site that gets not that many. Yeah. So what do you, what's your opinion on, um, Facebook ads? Cause you touched on Google ads. What's your, when you said you run ads for both your businesses and I always get this question a lot. What's your opinion when you compare these two, the two biggest ad platforms out right now? Um, we run on both. There's pros and cons to both, right? Like, Google will always look like the more expensive option in the short term. Yeah. Like you're going to, like if I run a lead gen ad on Google and I run a lead gen ad on Facebook, I'm going to be paying $80 a lead on Google. I'm going to be paying $4 a lead on Facebook. Right. So like at the end of the day, like, uh, somebody that doesn't have the proper link tracking in place is going to look at Facebook and be like, holy crap, like screw Google. Like I'm but sh- those I, leads are trash. So a lot of those, not always not trash, always, but okay. like that's where I'm getting at. Like oh. these are high quality leads over here on Google. These leads over here on Facebook, you're they're not going to convert as hot. Oh, okay. Like they they are going to take a long time to educate and a long time to convert eventually. Okay. Whereas Google, like they're hot, right? They they woke up that morning. They physically went to Google to search for a solution to their problem. Whereas like Facebook, they're not. So I think that, 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 that's a big thing. Google will always look worse in the short term and convert better on the back end If you have the proper tracking in place, like if you're, if you're tracking that ROI and, um, the, the downside to Google is there's only so many people that are waking up that morning and searching for a service. So you're limited, right? There's only a hundred thousand people searching for SEO services a month, for example, whereas on Facebook, you can target business owners, right? And there's millions. Your audience is bigger. so And you can use like an actual ad. Yeah. That's my thing. Yeah, there's scalability issues on Google once you get to a certain size. And then Facebook, there isn't. Like you can keep expanding that audience bigger and bigger and bigger. And like 60% of all internet users are on, Google, are on Facebook, right? So like your customers are on Facebook. Like 100%. Yeah. 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 But just like you were saying is what I've noticed is the, the leads or, well, for real estate leads, especially, but the leads on Facebook are much less, uh, quality mm-hmm. than the leads on Google. Do you think you're going to be running ads to get clients? So as anybody starting off, I, I'm really emphasizing this because I want people to understand how hard it was, you know, to start this agency. How do you get clients? 
Okay, I know you started off, now you're talking about how you run ads, but when you started off, and I know you had, uh, you leveraged your experience and you thought like you played chess kind of, but for, you know, for someone who wants to, you know, he's looking kind of like you, who had to like get clients, you know, out the muck, uh, what are some tips to get clients organically? Let me ask that. So when I started off, I, I started with realtors. So I, I was big into like video and photo in the beginning. Like I was good at it. I enjoyed it. Um, so what I did is one day, like the first emails that I ever sent out of my advent email account, and I still have them like all the way back is I basically sent emails. I went on to Zillow and organized most expensive listings to least expensive listings in Las Vegas. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And then I, I pressed the contact, the realtor that was representing those listings on every single one. And I, I emailed every single one a portfolio. I went and shot a house for free base is how I started. And then I started emailing all of these realtors of these million dollar plus listings. And I basically would go into their inbox and I'd be like, Hey, um, just start it. Like I would Please tell, tell me you copy and pasted these messages or yeah. You, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You changed a couple things yeah, here yeah. there, but yeah. So, um, I would email them and be like, Hey, I'll do the first video for you for free. But after that, this is my rate. And here's an example. And I got a few bites off that. And that's, that was like the first, like, like cold emailing, cold sales. Like I would, I didn't have an office at the time I was working out of my bedroom. I would meet these realtors at Starbucks. And, and you were alone. Yeah. You were doing these business negotiations, everything alone. Yeah. 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 See, that's why I give Tyler credit. Like I, I was, a, I was a newbie and like Tyler was like, he had experience in those meetings. So he helped me. That's crazy that you were doing that shit alone. And you did the videos and the editing alone too. Mm-hmm. And, what, and then you did, so you did the cold calls, the video, the editing, everything was you alone. So what made you like realize, damn, I, I'm going to get someone else right now. When did you hit that point? So I did that for a year, right? Like realtors were some, and I was like kind of shopping around my, my network, like Red Bull I was working for then. Um, I was a contractor in some cases, if they needed something special done, like I would help them out. I then like had some friends that had other like media agencies and I would go be like a camera B guy on their shoot. And, um, at a certain point I was just like, I had just created another job for myself. Like I was like, I'm, I still, and I'm not completely away from that, but I had no scalability built in. I had no projections to like, okay, well I'm going to get to this revenue. How do you do that? How do you hit that revenue? You just work harder. So like now I'm to the point where like, I know how much it costs to acquire a customer. I know our average value, our, our lifetime for a customer. Um, I have all of those data analytics where now it's just a science. Like now I know, okay, it costs this much to get a consultation. I know out of all the consultations, we convert this many people. So if I want to fill up a, another sales guy's calendar, I just need to increase the spend by this much a month. And then it's just like a, okay, I know that he, can you're not close. gambling anymore. No, no. Now it's a science, right? And the, in the, the lead gen ads have kind of been that thing to kind of change that for me on top of figuring out the scalability. Did you do that at first though? The lead gen ads at first? No, I didn't start running lead gen ads till, uh, like, like maybe February of last year, March of 2020. Yeah, yeah. So, and do you have a, a tofu, mofu, bofu? Like, do you have a top of funnel, middle yeah. funnel, bottom funnel laid out? Yeah. Okay, and pretty in depthly and everything. Oh, dude, it's. I think I have like 800 automation links. Like we, it, it's a, it's a monster. It's really, a, you can I? Do you mind if I like look through some of your ads after, like, or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. Show me. I'm, I'm actually really curious. Yeah. Um, I was gonna ask you uh, really quickly, you know, to end it off. What do you say, like that first year uh, when you were growing your business? And before you learned, because you said, I think a big reason as to why you're so not comfortable, but you're like more comfortable maneuvering, more experienced maneuvering in this space is because you have those data analytics and that experience on you, right? Wouldn't you say now you have those numbers on? Yeah. Well, how was that first year? Like, what are some challenges? Like, was it, did you ever get, because you were doing this alone and I, I'm going to ask you straight up, like, was, was it ever hard mentally for you doing this alone? Like, I'm not trying to get too, too personal, mm -hmm. but like, I know that starting a business is especially doing it like this and not having any help, you know, you have your down days, right? Like were there, were you always in go mode? Cause you say you're a workaholic. Were you always in go mode or was it actually kind of challenging? Yeah. So it was, it was hard 
I'm not gonna lie. Like I was, I was getting to a point where like I was contracting out friends that did video stuff. Um, I hired one of my really good friends, Manny, and he still works with me and I like owe him a ton. Right. But there was a point at the beginning of COVID actually, where I was like, holy crap, like how am I going to scale this? And not only that, but I had the mentality in the beginning where like, I didn't put our, our clients into contracts. I was like, look, if you don't want to work with me, like, I'm not going to force you. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Go on. Like, yeah, that, that was my mentality. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, I thought that was like a, a great thing that I was doing for them. Like I was like, Hey, if you guys don't want to work with me, like that's chill, like whatever. Like, <laughs> I told you what we did. We didn't run email marketing at first, the first yeah, couple yeah, months. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, um, when COVID hit though, obviously I already freaked out and basically I lost like 90% of our revenue, like overnight. And there's benefits of being alone because you don't have to worry about, um, Sally's salary or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to worry about her salary and her kids and her, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, otherwise and her car payment. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Like if, if this tanks oh, tomorrow, like, yeah, that's you're, crazy. You're chilling, right? Yeah. So it, well, not chilling, but you're not, yeah, that, that pressure is not on you. Go ahead. Yeah. And then it's, it's all like, like there's so much less stress in that, that sense. So it's kind of like the good old days. Like you, you just run around, you do your thing, like whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to go like disappear for a yeah you can take a risk and stuff like yeah yeah, yeah okay like, never did that but go, <laughs> ahead, go ahead that's on you yeah, <laughs> go ahead go so, ahead um <laughs> there was there is upsides to being alone even though it did suck even though it did it was like a grind like you know like our house people i remember people were over all the time yeah like you weren't though you were working i was always in my room yeah you were working i i, I would i can go ahead and i will stand up for you on this when zach would invite me over to talk about how he'd get his ass whooped by me in fantasy baseball <laughs> you were always working that was some crazy shit actually now i put two and two together you were yeah so I, I would like come out say what's up like take little breaks here and there but i wouldn't never like just sit there and just like smoke or and just waste time or whatever yeah, bullshit for yeah, like yeah. three go hours ahead. till 3 a.m yeah. or whatever so it, it was a grind and it like I made sacrifices like everybody does. Right. So I got to a point where like a COVID we lost a lot of the revenue and I was like, Holy crap, what am I going to do? And I got a job offer from Red Bull at that time. And it was like one of my dream positions. And they were like, Hey, if you want to come back, this is open. Oh, uh, I did not know this. Yeah. Ooh. We're hiring. Ooh. So I was in a weird spot. Right. What were you, were you, you kind of were like, should I take it? Like, I, I was entertaining it for okay, sure okay. because I was like, oh, okay, well this, like it, I felt like what I did for the past 12, like over 12 months at that point, it was a year and a half of advent dedicated my whole last year and a half. Of I didn't life. know it went all like this. That's Dude, crazy. I, yeah. I dedicated like a year and a half of my life to this. I grinded, put everything I had into it and I, I almost lost, basically lost it all starting over. Like, and I was like, well, because of COVID. Yeah. Because I had nobody in a contract Yeah, and everybody, I wasn't doing a, a ton of SEO. Oh, I just realized, oh my God. So you, because you didn't put everybody in contracts, they just, oh, bye. Yeah. But because I, everyone was freaking out, freaking out. Like, you know, at the beginning, okay. Especially business owners. Yeah. Especially. Yeah. Because they have their employee salaries that they need to worry about before they pay Zach, the, the marketing guy, mm -hmm. you know? So that was big which is um, kind of fucked up not fu i don't know how to how to how to view that because i've been one and i understand that business owners need to be selfish they need to be and at that point it was like a huge yeah a huge thing happening right like yeah. i can't blame any of them yeah. for doing that yeah and although i was i was a one-man band i wasn't i wasn't acting like a one-man band like my clients didn't know a lot of them didn't know one i was the owner I was like, I had multiple email addresses. <laughs> yeah, that's smart. <laughs> I had, I would like, when I would do emails till like one or two in the morning, I had them time to go out at 8 a.m. every day. So I would do my emails all night long. And there's a feature in Gmail where you can schedule an email once, instead of sending it, they would send out at 8 a.m. I had like an accounting email, like sales and fulfillment. And all oh, dude, things. you really were like dude, doing I, Kobe Bryant on this. I was like trying to position myself as an agency, right? Like nobody wants to hire a one-man band. For the most part. Did you work on your own SEO? Your website's fire. Yeah, yeah. So we, we do some SEO for our site. We're not like doing it as heavily as we were because we just like... You focus on clients, right? Yeah, yeah. For the most part. Like we'd rather be putting in those resources. Like there's a finite amount. We'd rather put them towards the client's side. make money. Yeah, so 
when I lost everything though, at the beginning of COVID, I, I was like, fuck, like one, I wasn't scalable. And then two, like, what am I going to do? So that's where I really started to build like this lead gen machine that was scalable. And I started building out an SOP. Like I didn't. So can you explain what that lead gen machine means? Yeah. So really like you're building a funnel at okay, the end yeah. of the day. So one adds to generate the leads, nurture the leads, get them to eventually book that consultation with you. So you can either qualify them or you can, you can say, Hey, we're just not the right agency for you. We recommend you probably look at this, this, and this direct them to some free resources, give them value still. Um, but really that's all what it's about. A lot of agencies that I see struggle with their lead gen is they're like, Hey, do SEO with me because we're the best at this, this, and this, or do SEO with me. We, we do high quality backlinks, whatever, like on their straight on their ads. And they're trying to sell you straight on the ads. And that's not the purpose of an ad, right? The purpose of the ad is to get the lead. And, um, if you can just make that ad, I don't talk about our service. I don't talk about our agency. Like our agency's name isn't in it. What we do isn't in it. Like it's strictly just like, Hey, give me your information. I'll give you this PDF. That's it. It'll, so, it'll so take them to a page after you don't talk at all about advent. Mm -mm. So it's not a branding ad. It's a direct, it's a strictly direct response ad for yep. Legion. Yep. Okay. And I, a lot of people mix that, mix that up. Like they're, they're like, Hey, buy from me right here on this ad. But whoever puts their commits to an SEO contract on that ad, off an ad, like that's not how it really works. Right? Like you need to talk to somebody, you need to trust them with your business at that point, because they're investing a big chunk of their business with you. You'll hit them with, so you'll hit them with ads. And then what would you, what would your middle of the funnel process be? It's all, it's all email automation. So I think we're at like maybe like 10 or 10,000 or so. What do you use? What day. software do you use? If you don't mind me asking Infusionsoft. Okay. But we're, I'm heavily about to switch to active campaign. Okay. I use Cl uh, Clavio or that's I, I don't have a ton of experience with Clavio, yeah. but Infusionsoft's an awesome software. It's just a nightmare. It's called confusion soft for oh, a reason. Okay. I get the point. <laughs> do you think that we were talking about this, a lot of marketers sleep on email marketing. Do you think, and I've, I've, from everything I've learned this past year, I think it's the most important part of a marketing campaign is that specific part. Mm -hmm. You mentioned just now that whoever commits to an, an ad, if you try and sell them, when do you try and sell your clients? So that's like your bottom of the funnel. That's at the very end when they're warmed up, right? Uh, technically, yeah. So middle of the funnel is like educating them, still yes. providing value, right? And that's all email. That's credibility. Now you're proving your worth in the middle of the funnel in a way by educating yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and the, the other thing about emails is like, dude, it's, it's the best, like you own that list. So if, yeah. if iOS 14 comes out tomorrow and you're relying on all this PPC stuff, then you're screwed, right? But you own that email list. Like nobody can take those emails away from you. So one, you own them. Two, like the ROI is exponential with email marketing. Three, like the the businesses that are kind of like going, like I've had people that have opened my emails for six months and they read my emails for six straight months before actually booking in that consultation call. But that whole six months, I'm educating them about what to even expect with an SEO campaign, what to look out for, what questions to ask. Ah, so your emails, when you send it out, you're not just sending out uh, sales, like you're just yeah. you're giving SEO value, like a newsletter. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have PDFs, we have video trainings, we got all this stuff that a business owner, even if you don't know anything about SEO, I will teach you how to go make a free SEM rush account, go run your competitors' domains and see under the hood of how their business is getting their That's not, And so how would I get go about getting on your list off your site? Uh, it's all through. So we have a separate domain that just runs straight for our, our PPC. Gen. Is it a click funnel or like something like that or we, landing, just a landing page? Yeah. We built it all out on WordPress. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's really dope. Honestly. Um, I actually have a couple things I want to ask you off camera if you don't mind for my yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to end this, uh, really quickly right now. Yeah. We might be running, it might have cut off, but thank you so much for joining me, Zach. Um, for anybody out there, I tried doing what he did and I approached it completely differently. I failed. And that's why I have a lot of respect for what you're doing because I know how hard it is exactly to do it. Like you have to produce results for these guys, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And just like you said throughout this interview is you've, I feel like a big thing that I want everybody to understand before they get into this is 
you're at the place where you feel confident you can produce results for not anybody because you, as you said the consultation call call qualifies them yeah. but if they're in your lap like you know you're, you can produce results for them right yeah 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 you got to do it for free for the first few like if you've never ever done it and you're not partnering with somebody that has a lot of experience like you got to prove your value one for yourself and two not to rip off a client i agree because that could screw that that right there is the big thing is people are, are in this for for the money and that will literally ruin your reputation yeah yeah it it's a it's something that i have to still deal with because there's so many of those guys out there yeah it's a bad look for you they Stigma. ruin it for people like me that are doing the legit stuff that have real clients that have real results because the skepticism just goes through the freaking roof and so. I think for you, I think a big thing is that you're very punctual and organized. I think that's the number one thing for a marketer also like that lets your, it gives your clients some ease. So thank you so much for uh, coming by and actually talking about this Advent marketing. If you want to go ahead and Advent marketing on LinkedIn, right? Yeah. So we're on LinkedIn. Um, our website is advent agency.com. You can check us out there. If you guys got a business, there's a form at the footer that you can just throw. Your I'll include the in. link in the bio to the form where you guys can sign up for his business and pay him <laughs> money so he could run SEO for you guys. Thank you, Zach. Yeah, man. I'm going to end this right now.